Hey everybody and welcome back to the BS for Brutal MMA podcast. This is episode 17. Yeah, Plaxicoburus number episode, I guess. Who was I think he wore number 17. He was a receiver on the Giants. New up York in Giants. New York, yep. Okay. New York. He shot himself in the leg <laughs> with a jail with an un- <laughs> He shot himself in the leg with a uh, unregistered a club, right? firearm. <laughs> with, yeah, in a club. His pants were too tight. When tight pants were. Are tight pants still a thing for men? It's coming back. Ladies' pants are getting looser and men's pants are getting tighter. What the hell is going on? I oh. feel like just normal fitting pants are what's in style right now. For me, it's jagging. It's like I'm never wearing a regular pair of jeans ever again in my life. Like, jagging is where it's at. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we're off to just a nonsense <laughs> start. Okay, um, yeah, episode 17, um, I'm sure you guys know and bear this problem with us that there were no fights last weekend for oh, UFC, there some fights, but right. we did get to see one of my favorite fighters, Mike Perry, fight in the Triller Triad then, Combat, is that what it was called? I Triller don't give triad? a fuck what it was called, some Triller nonsense, They're ne- they'll never sell me on that MMA won, they beat the boxers. They're definitely burning money over there at Triller, they're not making a profit, there's no way. As Dana White says, all the other promotions are in the business of burning money. Yeah, there's no way. If you really think about it, there's no way. There's no way. They're paying Mike Perry a quarter mil, and he's not even in the co-main slot. Come on. Was he the highest paid on the card? I doubt it. I don't know. I Probably doubt. that boxer that beat Frank yeah. Mir. That guy that knocked out Frank Mir. Yeah. <laughs> that fight was pathetic. Yeah, I saw a video of that, and apparently he was like already kind of like knocked off gold, but the ref didn't, like, didn't stop. Yeah, forever. But Frank Mir was a grappler in MMA, and he's been washed up for 10 years. Yeah, and he's still and trying now to collect a check. No, now he's doing a sport that isn't even his sport and just going out there and getting blasted. <laughs> I think that's two. I think that's bills. two boxing. Ma- two. I think he's been knocked out a couple fights in a row now. I think he just did boxing somewhere else. Got yeah. knocked out. God. Yeah, one way Frank to pay Trigg. the bills. Take a or not Frank Trigg. <laughs> Frank Mir. Frank Mir. Frank Trigg's a different guy. Frank Mir. I'll, whenever I think Frank Mir, I always immediately think of that legendary post-fight interview with Brock Lesnar. Where he's like, Frank Mir came in here with a horseshoe shoved up his ass. I pulled that some bitch out and beat him over the head with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I've so heard good. you tell me about it before, though. So good. It was so hype afterwards. No one, because a lot of fighters just can't. Look at his short little arms, too. Just not a. Yeah. Not a boxer. By um, any means. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, late that whole event was pretty wild, though. I actually didn't hate it compared to most Triller fights. And that Derek Campos fight, that fight was sick. Is that the guy Mike Perry for? No. No, no Derek Campos also was the MMA fighter. Okay. So the way they had it set up, which was kind of nonsense to me, and it seemed like the fighters didn't even know this was going on. So Shannon the Cannon Briggs, I think is the boxer's name, had a team boxing versus Rampage Jackson's team MMA. Yeah. Each fight would have one boxer, one MMA fighter. So if they won by decision, they got three points. And if they won by knockout, you got five points. So they tried so hard to give 
it to the boxers so hard. They gave them two yeah, they bad gave them decisions. Two bad robbery decisions. Matt Mitrione won his fight handedly the whole time. He kept... And, and maybe it was because they... So apparently in the rules, and he kept arguing, saying, this is in the rules because I read the rules. Matt Mitrione was like, I sat down, I read the rules. In the rules, you can grab your opponent's arm and pull it behind his back and mm-hmm. then start hitting him. And he kept doing that, and then the ref would be like, stop, stop, no, you can't do that. And he's like, it's in the rules. I can do this. This is in the rules. This is a, a made-up sport. Yeah, <laughs> and they posted the rules. It's a yeah. hybrid of boxing and um, kickboxing or MMA or something. Yeah, I don't know. How they, there's nothing really to do with MMA besides that you can clinch up longer. And if it's not an active clinch, they break it apart pretty quick. Yeah, they did. But you can clinch up. You can do some work in the clinch. Mike Perry was doing his best work in the clinch. Yeah. He got rocked coming out of the clinch and, and dropped. Fought, had a little adversity platinum that he had to go against. And, yeah, I'm uh, really happy he got won. his clock cleaned. He won every round besides well, I won in one other round. I thought he lost two rounds. Yeah, you see Diego the Nightmare Sanchez got COVID over there. Yeah, he's, apparently he's in the hospital. Yeah, he's doing rough. I guess it's like he can't feel his legs and stuff. Yeah, that's wild. He's not going to be able rough. to fight for all this perfect time I mean, for he Kyle wasn't, to fight him. Yeah, from PKA. PKA Kyle. FPS Russia to those to the uninformed. On what show is that on? PK? PK is a podcast. But FPS Russia had 6 million subscribers on YouTube. More people know that compared to like the 400,000 people that listen to PK. FPS Russia got jacked on out of his mind after he came out of prison on steroids. TRT to be exact. Did he say that? Oh yeah, yeah. He talks about it on the show. Yeah, okay. he's massive now, and uh, <laughs> bare knuckle sent him an offer like, "Do you want to fight Diego the Nightmare Sanchez?" <laughs> he was like, "I'm just gonna act like I'm gonna do it, but I'm not really gonna do it, and I'm just gonna make fun of Diego Sanchez on the internet all the time." Yeah. He kept calling him <laughs> names and mean things, and I can't remember. He said hilarious stuff. I think he said. How wild can I say the wild one? The wild stuff he said on there. Yeah, I put it as explicit okay. now every So episode. he said I'm gonna mess him up worse than his coach did molesting him for five years or something. <laughs> Saying it Fabio yeah, say or Fabio. Fabio or whatever his name was. The Fabio. His cult leader <laughs> coach was molesting him, which would make sense, honestly. I could see that. Yeah, um. but they each were tried so hard. They gave away two gr- two decisions to the boxers, and the boxers still lost overall. And all it showed me is if you give the MMA guys just an inch, a little bit, that they a can little use. bit that they can use, they're gonna win. Yeah. Once you can just take uh, it away, and the boxers won't the, fight the MMA people. Yeah, no. Oh, because afterwards, Shannon them. the Cannon over there looking like Bishop Jake. <laughs> What's Bishop T.D. Jakes Bishop T.D. Jakes yeah we're gonna Bishop Jakes with a stupid with white beard Shannon the Cannon's beard looks horrible on him and he's standing there and uh, after they finally got one win that knockout at the end even though they gave them the decision before that so he's like see I told you it's that sweet science boxing MMA's cool and all but boxing's on another level him and the guy that just fought are both saying that and Rampage is like, why won't you fight? No one will. One guy, what was his name? If you look it up, something. Oh, I should know this. If I had multiple choice, I could pick it up. If you look up boxer that fought MMA, he did it once. 
got demolished. And they're like, yeah, let's not do that anymore. Yeah, it's a given. MMA is so much better. And James Tony. I already just I James thought of it. Tony. I thought of it before you looked it up. James Tony. James Tony came over and was like, "Yeah, let's see how it holds." Doesn't. And that was when guys weren't. That's when UFC or MMA was way more undeveloped than it is now. People are absolute animals. Murderers. <laughs> yeah, murderers. They are yeah. nuts, and they know every specific way to win. The creative the ways people win, all the chokes, all the strikes. Yeah, oh, like if the they, little nerve if they, thing and your knee pit if they allowed elbows in that triller triad thing, it would have been not even the slightest chance. Because there was so many times where you could almost like see the MMA fighters just kind of like for a second back. Wait, no, no, don't absolutely blast this man with an elbow <laughs> <laughs> they almost looked like they were half loading it up because they would kind of like lift their arm like this you yeah. can't see it for the viewers and kind of move it like this and i'm like is he about to okay no he's <laughs> he went he aborted that but there's a couple <laughs> times where mike perry did it and Derek campos both loaded up a couple elbows just for a half second when they're in the clinch, and I, I was like, yeah, both of them. I'm Derek, or, uh, Mike Perry's got a wild clinch elbow knockout on his resume where he knocked out uh, Jake Ellen. I'll have to see that. I don't I remember. Good it was a very short fight, but uh, I can't remember who he fought. Anyways. Flatline somebody with an elbow. I think Derek Campos also has a decent. He's a little guy though, so they don't do it as much. But he was dropping that dude, and they still gave the other guy. They one of the judges got a draw, and I think Derek Campos dropped this man four times. Yeah, that's definitely not a draw <laughs> in the fight. That's I was a, like, what is going you, on? The first fight on the main card was close-ish but not though like the mma fighter won every round but it wasn't like he absolutely starched him he just won every round yeah and they gave it to the other guy <laughs> and i was like yeah, they were right really, off the rip they and were then, really biased then an mma ladies an mma fighter lady had a glory mma james krauss in her corner came out and just immediately the other Starched. girl didn't even put her hands up she just took punches of the face till the ref stopped it <laughs> it was the weirdest shit I ever saw. That's I was like, what the hell? She just held her hands out by the side and just took punches to the face. And I was like, I guess okay. she thought she was like tough. She was like, yeah. I don't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> and then after that, Derek Campos flat, almost knocked him out, dropped him four times. And they were nice, too. Like, when he dropped him, the guy, it wasn't just like he dropped him, the guy popped right back up. He would drop him, and the guy would like, be out on his back and then have to like get back up for the eight count or whatever they do in that shit because they if you get dropped they let you stand back up like they do boxing yeah. in this they don't just let you ground and pound the fuck out of them man if they let you do that well mike perry might have got put out if they let you do that because he got dropped at one point that might have been the end of him right there yeah I <laughs> by that 40 year old man MMA one well, I don't think the fighters even knew that was what was going on. But afterwards, so I don't know. They've agreed now in March. Shannon the Cannon Briggs versus Rampage Jackson in that stupid yeah, that. triangle thing are going to fight. Man, Rampage better. He better take it serious and get in shape. His last fight, Rampage, looked terrible. He looked 
so out of shape. It was rough. His last fight he ever had in Bellator, it was... He, he never looked that bad. He looked so out of shape. So the card we just watched, the trailer, whatever, was that the same thing we were watching where there was like two on one? That's Fight Circus. Oh, okay. That's Bob Sapp okay, over there at Fight bad. Circus. No, trailer is what Jake Paul has fought on. Okay, okay. I was I couldn't remember if we had watched two guys fight one. No, guy on that's that Fight one. Circus. That's actual gold greatness entertainment. Yeah, oh I love Fight Circus. They've got Indian leg wrestling. They've got uh people they've got a phone booth where people will fight Lethway in a phone booth, which Lethway is striking only, but all strikes are legal. Bare knuckle. So headbutts, elbows, knees, everything. Full, everything's legal in Lethway. It's the craziest striking yeah, sport out there. Crazy. Dave Ledoux. David Ledoux, I think, is the guy's name. The Lethway guy. That's really good. Um, They've got a phone bo- Lethway phone booth. They've got two guys well, tied together fighting each other. Like, they'll tie two guys together and then have another two guys tied together and fight each other. They've done uh, two versus one, which is always brutal. <laughs> to watch to that one it is rough two versus one that is craziness especially if you look up fight circus two versus one it's like full metal dojo i think is the cha- youtube channel there's one of this fat guy with a sweet mustache fighting two guys and just man they brutalize him they brutalize him bad and he took a lot of damage these guys couldn't hit must have had pillow hands because he was taking blows to the head no problem. It was pretty wild. But yeah, that was uh, those were the fights of this weekend. That's all they had was <laughs> Mike yeah. Perry I guess making we'll a quarter mil. More, yeah, pretty apparently good. more than he ever made. They act like I, I don't know. I thought he made a quarter mil a couple times in the UFC. He looked like he was. Like his money, if he would have won get more. Where that information from? Yeah, know. it's kind of hard to, I don't know, articles people write, so it could just be speculated yeah, anyway. Yeah, I think it's all speculation if you ask me. Sometimes they get released, the UFC contracts. Yeah. Like for a specific event, they'll get released sometimes. And one of his, the one he fought, Mickey Gall, that one was released. He got 190k for that. But that was a fight. No, 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 no. That was oh, the one, one. That was when he won when he didn't have a corner. Oh yeah, I remember that one. No, there was. No, <laughs> yeah, when he fought Mickey no, Gall, that was a sloppy fight. But I loved it. People were like, "That fight sucked." I was like, "That fight was competitive. It was sloppy. I liked it. It was good. It went. It was standing on the ground, up, down, up, down. I like a nice, real deal martial arts fight. And then it had a crazy post fight. That was right when the Roni just started. So they were well, like, they were the figuring out, man. yeah, what, how to even do the interviews and. He totally, he fully exploited that interview style that they were doing then because they would just put a microphone on you and then there'd be no one there around you because it's the middle of COVID. They're like, no one can be near you. So he's like, oh, no one can stop me. And he started calling. <laughs> he was like, I'm not saying pay me more, but maybe if we could work out so the taxes are took out in advance beforehand because don't give me money that I can't spend. All right. But I don't want to, platinum gets paid when platinum gets paid or something like that. He start. He's like, I, I owe money in taxes to two different governments now. I gotta call the tax man up after this one with this wind money. Try to run that number down. It was wild. Yeah. It was wildness. That I man probably it. stole money in taxes. 
Because every time he went, he starts buying vehicles, all types of shit. I bet if you go on his Instagram. He has a kid now, so it's like even more expensive. Yeah, he's always got Jordans on his kid and stuff. I really want to talk about and like get your opinion about um, Eagle FC coming to Miami. I feel like. Is it full blown MMA? Like full contact MMA? I mean, I would assume. I it's doubt they Sambo would just be doing something? Sambo, especially coming to Miami. Welcome to Miami. They have all types of shit in here in Florida. Yeah, but who's just doing Sambo in, in Florida? Yeah, but Habib said they're bringing Eagle FC in Miami. Um, you want to go? I'd be down. Yeah, I would be down to go. He said they're going to sign tickets. more than 50 fighters around the world, former UFC and Bellator There's going to be 25 fights? He said that's who they're signing. I don't know if they're all going to fight at one time. Oh, 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 oh. You know. Okay, I see. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I definitely feel like... He's doing it right coming to Florida with it. Yeah. He knows where people want to watch people beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> he knows the market. That's smart. Yeah. See, Habib is not the wor- He's not as good of a businessman as his uh, enemy conor mcgregor oh but yeah. he's still pretty decent he's okay he doesn't see where conor thrives is he'll make wild decisions and make a fuck ton of money out of it yeah habib will make safer plays in his business maneuverings just like how they do in fighting honestly and uh you know they're successful and all but Look at how Connor's stuff went. Like the Mac life, they're huge now. That's a huge... I didn't know that was his thing. Yeah, he owns that. Oh, yeah. When Oh, here's a fun fact for you. When uh, he threw the dolly at Habib's bus, the Mac life reporters are the ones that let him in there. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they're already in there and they're, they let him in. So, yeah, that, that's a little... Tidbit. Yeah, they're ma- that's a massive site. Is Proper 12. I mean, he sold that for more money than all... Yeah, could I imagine seeing. <laughs> I just thought he had like proper twelve, and then yeah, the Mac life is his. Yeah, but I'm excited what Habib will come up with. He's but that's smart though. Like he's like, oh okay, I'm gonna have my own journalists and stuff I'm writing articles about me. Then yeah, it like, makes sense. If I'm this big of a name, might as well keep pushing it and make money doing it. Yeah, because it helps him sell more fights, and that's more money for mm. him, like a bigger bonus. They report on all the fights, though, the Mac Life, not just him. They're actually, they put up pretty good. Their YouTube ch- videos are okay. They have one reporter, journalist, whatever you want to call it. I don't really care for him too much, but I'm picky with my reporters, though. Yeah. I, I like him more than that John Morgan clown that they have. He's always the first to ask the questions, John Morgan. I don't know why Dana wants to pretend like he's... Any less slimier than Ari Ario Hawani was. <laughs> Ario Hawani wasn't too slimy. The fighters would tell him what was going on, and people would just tell him. John Morgan all say negative stuff about the fighters and try to stir the pot. Way more than Ario Hawani ever did. So I don't feel like him. And he asks these pointed questions, and yeah, I don't like. It. He tries drama. to talk. He, a lot of these fighters aren't that smart or good at talking and he's pretty good at talking them in the corners where they're kind of like oh man now i gotta say something i shouldn't or just look like a fool like look like i couldn't say it all right i guess i just won't say it most of the time but rob fought a minus 145 favorite over jose aldo 
Yeah, do you want to talk about? I think you said a fighter or a fight is off. Matt Brown, Brian Barbarino. Unfortunately, I was very much looking forward to that fight. Two old dogs going at it. I love when they pair up a pair of old dogs. I like that way more than which what they normally do. Which you got to do somewhat. They'll put up, you know, Sean O'Malley versus Eddie Wineland. Or something like that, where you get an old dog who's fun to watch get starched by a young up and comer. Yeah. yeah. Happens all the time. So. But, you know, I also like watching people get blasted. But when it's guys I like, though, like, ah. But Matt Brown coming off a beautiful knockout over Diego Lima. I think he's the only man to beat both the Lima brothers now. Partly because they never fight in the same organization. But <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Or uh, do you want to talk about? Um, let's see. We I feel like we talked about Font versus know, Aldo pretty we much beat it on to the death last, last week. But I don't know if we talked about UFC 269. Yeah, but then what much. are we going to talk about next week? And then it's gonna. This is just a revolving door of shooting ourselves in the foot here. Well, just let me know we what you think about guessed. the odds. The odds? All right, yeah, what do we got what here? You think about oh, the odds here? Okay, so let's go through Charles them all. Olivier that's fair. I think that's fair. Dustin the favorite yeah. at one sixty. One sixty, yeah, that's about fair. I liked. I wish I could have snagged him at about one. Yeah, the man in Nunez minus eight fifty. I mean, that I'm makes surprised sense. it's even that. Because Valentina was like a minus twelve hundred. Oh, was she? Okay, okay. I guess they're saying thinking Pena is better than Maybe Warren Murphy. She's Brazilian. Warren uh. Juliana Pena is built like a man too so. i didn't know that okay so yeah, oh yeah maybe. she's got she's actually decent looking but she does have like man shoulders okay but Saint she's Diego only has she's got one she's coming off a one fight win streak Juliana pena and then she's getting the title she lost two fights ago she lost she won one fight against someone who's not in the top three and now she has title getting a title shot that's how just empty that division is, yeah. yeah. And all and you know what? It's not even as bad as one forty five ladies. One forty five ladies, they have more ranking slots than they have fighters. I'm telling you, I gotta get in there <laughs> while I'm in my prime. At one forty five. Okay. Uh Joff Neil. Dead even Jeff Hands of Steel Neil versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio looked rough against Leach. Looked like he had a absolute resurgence against Miguel Beza. Jeff Neal coming off a couple tough losses in a row. He lost to Wonderboy. He lost to uh, Neil Magny. I think that might be it. Yeah, Two okay. in a row. And then Kai Carfrentz versus Cody Garbrandt. Kai Carfrentz going to win that fight. Cody Garbrandt's a favorite right now. Yeah, Cody Garbrandt. We'll see how that gas tank holds. See, the, the thing here, though, and this is where the odds, this is where you get good plus money. Because Kai Carfronts has fought at flyweight well. Done a great job fighting at He's a good fighter at flyweight. Yeah. Doesn't really beat the contenders. Mostly beats the pretenders. Cody has never fought at 125. How's, how's his gas going to hold? Kai Carfronts dances around pretty good too. And those, those boys are spider monkeys yeah. at 125. So is he going to be able to stock him down and, and land that shot? Or is Cody really on that next level? Because Cody fought, everyone he's fought is tip of the spear. All his fights are tip of the spear fighters. Besides a Sun Sal. They fed him a Sun Sal so he could get a win. But (laughs) 
Asun Tao is a great fighter, but he's just old at this point in beat. Uh, Pava versus Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley is the favorite at 305. Yeah, Pava, the only reason Pava's got that ranking is because they gave him a decision that he either at best tied against Kyler Phillips. At best tied. That's a pretty big... Sean O'Malley's always a massive right, favorite, though. see if though. there's any odds on the prelims. He's yet. always a huge favorite. Uh, Josh Emmett, he's a favorite against Two, Dan Ige. Minus 220 over Dan Ige. That's crazy because Josh Emmett, an old man. Yeah, he looks but old. But, man, he is, he is a specimen. He is a guy that, oh, man, if he would have been healthy. every He comes in, puts on an amazing fight, and then falls out due to injury. For, ev- for like every couple of years it's happened. He's like 37, 36 now. He is coming off a amazing fight over Shane Burgos, though. He beat Shane Burgos last year, and that's fight of the year contender. Dan Ige, I've been relatively unimpressed with, but he did absolutely flatline Gavin Tucker. He flatlined him earlier in the year, and the, I only remember that because I saw that video that the UFC uploaded, Knockout You Might Have Forgot. Definitely forgot that one. Forgot about Dan Ige getting a knockout in like 20 seconds. Pedro Munoz but Dominic those Williams odds even. are those odds are actually disrespectful towards Danny Gay, I'd say, to sum that up. They're dead even here, and that's, I mean, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I think uh, D- Dominic Cruz is going to win, at least that's who I'm pulling for, because Pedro looking like he's slowing down his last couple. He looked good against Jimmy Rivera. But Jimmy Rivera hasn't even fought since then, and he's old himself, too. Dominic Cruz is around the same age, but he's actually, rel- for being a having so many championship fights, he actually doesn't have that many miles on him because he's been out so much. He really doesn't have that many miles on him overall. Like, his time in the octagon isn't too high up there. Augusta so, Sakai versus Dino. Tai Tuivasa. Tai should be able to bonk him. He's got favored by one. Augusto Sakai is bonkable. He's been bonked before. Well, it looks like Bruno Silva is kind of a big favorite yeah. against Jordan. Jordan Wright. Yeah, he's a he goes by the Beverly Hills Ninja. He's a like a kickboxer type striker thing, but he's too slow for it. Okay. Bruno Silva, who would he? Didn't he? How what he coming off of? What did he? Who did he fight last? You're not gonna I'm find not sure it in here. We'll You're not gonna find it in here. Next episode. But um. Who he fight? Who he fought? Oh, he was the one that obliterated El Durte in the last round. Yeah, that was brutal. Oh yeah, Bruno Silva's gonna manhandle this man. All right. Yeah, Bruno Silva is fighting an easier guy than in his last fight, and he. Shredded El Durte. El Durte is way tougher than Jordan Wright or whatever the hell that guy's name you was. Know, these middleweights on the Eric Anders. Yeah, he's been around forever. I guess Andre Munoz. He's ranked he's 15th, really. Yeah, he he's should be the underdog. Those are fair odds. Okay, 140 to plus two, 120. I don't even know. I don't even know. Just go on to the next. Matt Schnell. Alex Perez, a massive. Favorite over Matt Schnell. That's. I mean, he is the better. I mean, he probably will win, but Jesus, those are some. That's some favorite favoriting right there. 
Derek Minner, Ryan Hall, both coming off pretty devastating losses. Ryan Hall got starched by uh, his first MMA loss in the UFC anyway. I don't know. It might have been his first loss ever. To, uh, God, that young guy. I actually like watching him fight. I think he's Spanish. Frick. Who the heck did he just get blasted by? You're about Ryan Hall? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why can't I remember this? This. What the? Let's see. Ilion Topuria. Ilya Topuria. Ilya Topuria. That's how you say it. Ilya Topuria. Ilya Topuria. Flatlined him. And then, great fight. Derek Minner versus Darren the Damage Elkins, where Darren Elkins just rode him and pounded him that second round. Just cardio-ed cardio him. Those are my favorite wins. I love a good cardio win. Oh, I love a good cardio win. Man. Randy Costa versus Tony Kelly. That's Tony Randy, Kelly. Randy Costa's the Randy Costa here. massive. Let me see if Tony Kelly's been knocked out. Let me see. Has he been? How's his chin these days? I'm about to look it up. On my phone so I can see his whole tapology. Has he been knocked out? Let's, Let's see. see. He lost a decision in August. He hasn't fought in like over a year. He's 33 years old. Why is he not coming up on... Oh, it's from Shreveport. Oh, wait. What, go wait. back down there. Let me see his last couple. Uh, when, when that one. Decision, decision. Keep going. That's all, That's all they got. Here. Yeah. Man, I don't know how his chin is. But if he's got a decent chin... Yeah, I'm sure we can do a little bit more analysis on the next episode and check it out. Sure. I mean, Randy Costa is so fun to watch at all times. He was the one that Adrian Yanez had that crazy fight with, where Adrian Yanez took like 50 shots or something in the first round. Looks like this guy has not been knocked out before. Tony Kelly. And then Julian But Robertson, he hasn't really fought anybody I even women's know. Women's flyweight, you know, these ladies... She's a huge favorite against 34. Priscilla. Whatever. Jillian Roberts. She says she's young and the other lady's old. Probably. Oh, was that the case? Okay. Yeah. She, Jillian Robertson, people think she's a lot better than she is, but she's okay, I guess. Canadian. I mean, she's a good fighter, don't get me wrong, but. Coming off a loss. Yeah, but to, she lost to somebody good as fuck, though. Who'd she lose to? She, her losses are all to good fighters, though. I'll give her that. Like, I think Macy Barber beat her. Let's see. Yeah, Miranda she- Maverick. I mean, that's a not bad. Santos, she's a fucking beast. She's an absolute savage. Yeah, won that one. Yeah. So. Yeah, so she only loses to real to killers. So she should win that one, but man, she is a massive favorite in that. Not really even not I mean women's plus money underdogs are pretty safe to bet on a lot of times. Like if you bet I haven't done the math yet. I'm gonna, I should start keeping track, but it seems like if you bet on the plus money underdog for women's consistently, yeah, you're gonna end up okay. I think there's it might actually be science to that. How's this girl been doing? Who's she fought? She's got a win against someone named Mazzani or whatever. I don't know any of these ladies that she's fought here. She got a loss, loss. 
Oh my lost god. Lost in the canyon. Yeah. And to Shevchenko. Obviously lost to Shevchenko <laughs> back in 2018. 2018. And that's all she's got in the UFC. So yeah, we got some interesting fights and odds um, coming up for this weekend. And um, also, we're going to have our friend Elisa O'Connor on oh, next episode. Yeah. She is a professional bodybuilder. She's won several like awards for bodybuilding and like weightlifting, I think. So she's going to come on the show and talk about kind of like the nutrition part of like being a professional athlete. So I'm pretty interested oh, in that's that. That's what the, spe- is the food special. I it guess we could f- talk more food, about, I guess since we're having a guest next week. I guess since we're having a guest next week, we can at least do the main card for how much time. Pull up the, how much time we got on this. We got to at least do 15 more minutes here. Go ahead and pull up. We'll do, we'll go over the 269 main card real quick. Since we're having a guest next week, we'll slide that in. Start from the bottom. We're going from the bottom to the top. Uh, yeah, Sean O'Malley. I hope that he gets revenge for that robbery. It should have been a tie at best. Pava versus Kyler Phillips. Kyler Phillips almost killed him in the first round. Like, if it was in the street and no one would have stopped him, he would have killed him. He was on him, pounding him repeatedly the whole round. It was a 10-8. It was as 10-8 of a round as 10-8 rounds have ever been in the history of round scoring ever. Like, right afterwards, I was like, damn, he fucked him up bad which is the warranted phrase to get a 10-8 round 10-8 means you got your ass it's like kicked. a complete murder like. ass kicked he got dropped he got taken down he got ground and pounded every aspect of martial arts he got destroyed in for a whole round straight yeah did me. no damage to his opponent just took damage for a whole round and then they scored at a 10-9 and gave yeah. him the win. To me, 10-8 means like it's obvious that you lost that. Like No one can deny that. 10-9, you lost the round. 10-8 means you got your ass kicked for a round. That means you've been, you, some, you, either you were mounted for like two minutes straight or you took a 30-strike differential like there was in that fight. I think it might have even been more in the first round. But Yeah, it was just horrible. So I hope Sean O'Malley gets revenge for his training partner on that one and Cracks the rankings, but I do like watching Sean O'Malley fight these unranked guys. Everyone's like, "Oh, he ain't fought nobody." Who give? I don't give a shit, dude. I want to see these knockouts. That Thomas, I want. It's been so good, even when I, he, I like to see like, the knockouts. That Thomas over Almeida decisions. fight was one of the my favorite fights of all time because just the the hypocrisy you saw or the commentary on that one. They. At the snap of a finger of their fingers, went from going like, because he dropped him and didn't pounce on Almeida. He got back up and they survived, and that was in the first round. He survived to the third round. And he dropped him again in the third round, and he was done when he dropped him. And he didn't pounce him, pounce on him, and uh, they'll on one hand they'll praise Lyoto Machida for doing that back in the day, and then they're like, you got to get on him, you got to get on him, you got to get on him, and he w- walked over calmly. Dropped one massive punch to Almeida's face, standing, just jumped into it, just boom, flattened him, and then immediately DC, right after saying, "See, he's he's doing it again. He's got to get on him." Went from that to, "Oh, maybe that was unnecessary." Yeah, that that was unnecessary. I think, <laughs> just 
immediately. It was like, well, you just said it. As a commentator, I feel like you just got to fire something up. Yeah, that is what it is. Space, that know? is what you do have to do is just fire it out there. But at least I like how Felder and Cruz do it because they fill it with like educating you on what's happening or what's going on or give you some background of the fight or how they've done in previous fights. And DC, I don't know. These, I don't like his commentary. It's yeah, we get it. You don't. Like I don't know. This is not good to me. Okay, what about Kai Kara France? Yeah, we were Kai talking Kara about this one. Kai Kara France, I think, gonna dance around this man for three rounds. It only three rounds. It's only three rounds. It's not. He's Cody's only got fifteen minutes to try to. So you're saying bounce Kai this Kara dude. France is probably some good plus money then. Plus one fifty. Oh man, I don't know. Well, if you're going to take Cody, you may as well go ahead and take that multiplier and take him by knockout. Because then you'll probably get plus money on him. But I do more likely see this going decision. I think if it goes to the decision, Kai Kara France is going to pull ahead the decision. Unless Cody just keeps him on the back foot and tags him the whole time. Just pop, pop, keeps him on the back foot and gets him in the exchanges, which is possible. Because Cody's quick. He can get on you and just... Get three or four good punches in on you right away. But in that Rob Font fight, he was fighting more controlled, which I kind of liked, but didn't like at the same time because now I don't know what the hell he's going to do in this one. If he fights too controlled and slow-paced at 125, that's not going to work. 125, it is balls to the wall. At the, They are... It's crazy. They're, they're fast. They're, they're so fast, and their cardio is through the roof. At 125, they just go for 15 minutes straight at all times. You want to see some crazy fights? Pull up Raw Dog Roy Val's fights. He's had some wild ones where they're just. 125. Yeah, 125. Is Max Holloway at 125? No, that's 145. 145. They got good cardio up there, too, but compared to the boys at 125, they're so little and just nimble. They're spider monkeys. Brandon Moreno. Deverson Figueroa. Did Jose Aldo fight at 125? No, that's 135. He was the 145 pound champ for a long time. Who else is at 125? There's a whole bunch of boys at 125. Manuel Cop, Ode Osborne. I don't even really know the rankings off the top of my head. No, that's 135. 125. Flyweight. Mm hmm. Okay, flyweight. Yeah, I'll have to check those. Jose Molina? Or is it? No, it's Jorge. What's that guy? Is it Jose Molina? That was a catcher, right? Something Molina. I'm not. If I'm messing his name up, I'm sorry, but I am so high on this man. He beat Arichi Lang, <laughs> beat the shit out of Arichi Lang, too, and then just beat the shit out of somebody else too. He beat the Mongolian murderer. Uh, he's a, he's only like he's only got like Arichi three or four. That's the same guy. Oh, his, okay. <laughs> it's the same guy. It's his nickname. Let's look at the 125 But it's like something Molina. I, I don't think it's Jose Molina. There was a catcher in the MLB with the name Jose Molina. Let's see, 125. I'm about to look at Men's Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. Jeff Molina. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Not Jose Molina. It's because that... Jose Molina is a... All was an all-star catcher, and his brothers were as well in the... They were all amazing catchers in the MLB. Him and his two brothers. It's like, how the hell are there three high level? But anyway, Jeff Wait. Molina is one of my favorite up-and-comers at 125. So Tim Elliott. Go back pull that rankings up right there. Six. Yeah. 
Brand, oh, right behind Brandon Raw Dog Roy Val. My favorite. Brandon Raw Dog Roy Val is my favorite to watch at 125. So. Oh, Askar, Askar, he's undefeated. So if Cody Garbrandt wins this fight, does he just take rank, take ranking six? That's probably how they'll do it. Because yeah. he's not ranked in this weight class over Now, here. if he does it in spectacular fashion, they might even throw him ahead of Brandon Raw Dog Roy Val. So if Kyra Friends, I'm telling you right now, Cody Garbrandt want nothing to do with the raw dog. There's no way he keeping that. He's gonna be able to hold that pace unless he his only uh, literally he has to knock him out. Besides that, he has no other way of beating raw dog. He wants, I guarantee, he want nothing to do with that matchup. So. Alex Perez is slow. He gonna want that if he if Alex <laughs> Perez win. Alex Perez is slow. He's slow for one twenty five. So you're saying if Cody Garbrandt wins, he's probably gonna fight. He's gonna want to fight. His best Alex matchup Perez. if Alex Perez wins too. If Alex Perez loses, is he fighting on this card? Uh, he's he booked. I'm pretty sure. He's booked to fight. I'm pretty sure. Here I'll look. Alex Perez. He is upcoming fights. Yeah, he's gonna fight on December eleventh. Some guy named Schnell. So that is that card. Matt Schnell. We were talking about this earlier. That is that card. December 11th card is 269. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I thought we were talking about next week's card for some reason. So if Alex Perez wins, which... He'll probably get the winner of that one, honestly. Because he could be able to beat... He could beat either of those guys. If he lose, I don't know what he's going to do, though. Here we go. One win in the past, out of his last six, if he loses, and it's to a Sunsau, the old man. <laughs> that ain't good. All right. Um, I hope Cody wins. I want Cody to win. I'm making it sound like I don't, but I want Cody Garbrandt to win. I love when he wins. He's was such so good to watch at 135, and then he just started getting knocked out too much. So he had to That's go the way it goes. Down in weight class. Well, he didn't get knocked out by Rob Font. He just got outreached by Rob Font. Rob Font just used that reach advantage for five rounds. Santiago Ponzinibbio, the favorite. The old you? man. Or, I got not the favorite. They're equal. dead even. Pick 'em is what they call that. Ponzinibbio has beaten some other truckers in his day. He used to almost be like a ghost you would tell welterweights about because he would just he would only <laughs> he would fall out so much and he would only fight like once a year once every two years but he would always come and beat someone good like Mike Perry I think he beat Mike Perry he beat Je- uh he beat fucking uh, uh Neil Magny he beat Neil Magny he beat Neil Magny Neil Magny's ranked like 6th right now now he got clipped he got clipped by Li Jingliang, the leech. He got clipped very badly. Yeah, beat Perry, Gunnar Nelson. I don't know what the hell happened to that one there. But I don't really know these other guys. But he, yeah. oh, Court McGee, he's a bad motherfucker. Guy stole I don't know that guy. But anywho, Sean Strickland. Bad motherfucker. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. He's got, like I'm saying, like He's I said, wins, his yeah. wins are great. 
So it is almost like just a ghost story. But he also just fights random motherfuckers too. So it'll like pop in, beat a contender, fall out, have to fight some tune-up fights, destroy them, fight another contender, win, fall out. And then he finally got clipped. Leech clipped him. Which is not a bad loss, I think. Yeah, it's not. I don't know if it's going to age that well. Leech is, I mean, that's Leech's only win, I think, in the rankings, if I'm not mistaken, because he's lost to, he lost to uh, Magni, and he lost to, and that's the, probably the only reason they had Magni ranked the highest, because Leech caught Ponzinibbio's ranking, and uh, Magni beat Leech. Because Bagney is not a top five guy. They've got him sixth. I like Neil Magney, but he is not. Welterweight, if, if they, that should tell you how empty that division is. For If Neil Magney ranks sixth, come on. All right, who else we got here next? So who do you think I'll win, who will win that one? I, man. Jeff Neal going to be fighting desperately, and I think Ponzinibbio can exploit that. But Ponzinibbio can also get clocked. Jeff Neal by knockout. I can pick in Jeff Neal by knockout. Jeff Neal's going to... He knows he's got to get in there. Jeff Neal by knockout. He needs to do it. If he doesn't do it, he may as well just go to Bellator at that point. You fucked yourself, bud. You had some great knockouts on your way up. You clipped Mike Perry as well. They both have a great win over Mike Perry, both these guys. Over the great Mike Perry. What a what a standout win. Yeah, I love <laughs> Mike Perry. Alright, I think it's pretty obvious. So you're picking for Amanda Nunez versus Pena. You know though, one of these days the the up the upset's gotta come. Yeah, for sure. It definitely does. How old is Amanda Nunez? Gotta happen. Let's see how old is she Pena? Uh, oh she's probably the same age. <laughs> I think they're like the same age. I think they're both like 33. Amanda Nunez, she is. 33? 33? She's 33. She's 33 years old. Yeah, I know. I'll just double check it. She fights so much, that's why. I've seen her in so many fights. Because now they've put her in co-mains, so. Yeah. Because she could not sell. Couldn't do it. Yeah, she just couldn't sell. Pena, her highest selling card was so 31 okay a little younger but Pena's just not oh my god there's just not really any ladies in the top five currently there's some ladies on the come up that you think you clip Amanda Nunez? that maybe could because because by then Amanda's gonna be like 36 yeah that's when it's probably gonna come retire, at that point yeah. She might just retire at some at one of these points, but she doesn't make what champs make though, because she doesn't sell. Yeah. So she's and that's good. based on that's your money right there. Yeah, she's, she's got to take a page from Connor's book and just start talking bad about. This. Three of the four lowest pay per views of all time were headlined by Amanda Nunez, and one of the lowest ones ever. The only reason it was low is because it was the first ever pay per view on. ESPN Plus, and no one knew how to buy it. Yeah, they're like, "How the hell do we get this card? <laughs> Where is it?" That one only sold like fourteen thousand. And the one I'm most excited for. And I think that was Charles out of Sonya versus, versus Gaston. Was that one? Oh, oh yeah. 
I'm excited for this one. I'm so good. Uh, let me do Can't my pick wait. because I've been thinking Go about right this ahead. for a while. I'm going to, I mean, I like Dustin more. I like him because he's American. He's from Louisiana, you know, pretty close to Arkansas. Xenophobic. Seems like a cool guy, but it's really hard to bet against Brazil. You know, I like Charles Oliveira as well. I really like him. I like him a lot. I like his hair. Seems like a really nice guy, you know, so. And he subbed quite a bit. Didn't he sub um, Justin Gaethje? No. No, he didn't. But I don't he, think I don't think he sub recently. It was I don't really think he has better. any submissions. Charles Dustin Poirier? Oh, Charles Oliveira. Yeah. He subbed Kevin Lee. It was somebody that was, was really good recently. One? Anyways, I'm his picking last Charles sub, Oliveira. His last sub would have sure. definitely been Kevin Lee. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm picking Charles Oliveira. That's what I'm picking. Picking the slippery Brazilian, huh? Yeah. Well, I am not. Yeah. Charles Oliveira, as much as I think he's a great fighter, he's an amazing fighter, his fundamentals are picture perfect. He does have a bit of a boxer's record with this run he's got here. You mean like he hasn't fought anybody oh, good? No, I wouldn't say they weren't well, good. Well, not good, but you know. They're all UFC quality guys, but go ahead and pull up the, his Wikipedia, though. You'll see it better that way. You'll see the whole... You'll see the years and everything. Are you going to say like what people say about Habib or they feel like he wasn't? No. No, 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 no. Habib's... So this is the thing with Habib. Habib's run through 29 fights is the most impressive run through 29 fights you'll ever see. Ever. And I have ever seen. But there's people who have fought more than those 29 times that are in the talks for greatest of all time. Okay, here's his record. So yeah, but go back, go past Kevin Lee, and tell me before at, before Kevin Lee, do you know any of those guys? Clay Guida. Clay Guida is a 145 pounder, by the way. I know. In his Paul prime, Felder. and he was old. And he lost to Paul Felder. Yeah, he lost to Paul Felder. No, I'm talking about his win streak up to the title. Oh, okay. His win streak up to the title. Okay, well, so Anthony Pettis. Yeah, sub the only well, Anthony Pettis, the only man to ever. To, I think he's the only guy that ever subbed him. Yeah. Oh, we got knee barred actually up here. Who knee barred him? Jim Miller knee barred him. Yeah, he's the only man to ever. That was his debut as Darren Elkins. Charles Olivier is the only man to ever sub Darren Elkins. It was right off the rip in their fight, too. But. Lost the cowboy. This is. What what weight class was he fighting at? He fought at 145 for a majority of his career. But right. I don't know. He fought Keep Holloway. Going. Yeah. T- oh, he, that was a Assault horrible fight. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. He gave up. He That's gave the first up. One I heard. He gave up in that fight. He came up. Was Paul Felder his first? Oh, Will Brooks was his first fight. It says it right there on the side. So in 2017 was when he came came up to lightweight. Yeah. He says he's an. I don't know. He's an Ultimate Fighter in Latin. That was he wasn't on Ultimate Fighter. He fought on the finale oh, card. Oh, finale. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he shouldn't have been at one forty-five. But um. Right, so we got. So yeah, go ahead and tell me how many of those guys you know before Kevin Lee. So right below. Yep. Do you know Jared Gordon? I know Jim Miller. Oh, okay. A ten Miller, the old, ma- a very old man. Yeah, back in twenty eighteen, that was performance of the night when he won. You know, that was actually the second time they fought. Because if you look, scroll down to the bottom, Jim Miller knee-barred him earlier in his career. When Jim Miller was in his prime, Jim Miller beat him. 
So Jim Miller was old the second time they fought. Yeah. He fought Nick Lentz three fucking times. Yeah, I know. I was like, how many times did he fight this guy? That's crazy. Yeah, besides Anthony Pettis, Paul Felder, I think those are the only guys I know. And those are losses. Yeah, he beat Clay Guida. And then we talked about Jim Miller already. Um, so you see what I'm saying here? Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm still going for Oliveira, though. I like Dustin Moore as a oh, person. Oh, I don't want either of them to lose. Yeah, I don't want either of them to lose I just think Dustin Poirier is going to win. Because you're n- no one's they're not going to sub him these days. High, highly doubtful he gets subbed. Well, Habib's Charles Olivier is definitely not going to knock him out. Habib, oh. Does he have any knockouts? Oh, yeah. Recent? Yeah, he just knocked out Michael Chandler. He's got lots of knockouts. Okay, TK, okay. He's got a lot of knockouts. I'm pulling for Charles Olivier. Charles Olivier has a lot of knockouts. Charles Olivier's striking is crispy. He's just chinny as fuck, so he gets caught and knocked out. This is his problem. Look how red Dana's face is. <laughs> yeah. So red. Why are you making that face? Like, mm. <laughs> It looked like he about to like Cry. spit on it. <laughs> like he about to spit on it and slap it with his, his other face hand. This is so dope. <laughs> <laughs> He's an old man, Deja. He's like 50-something years old. I really forget how old some of these people are when they have all these... TRT. Yeah, all that good stuff. But yeah, I'm pulling for Olivier on this one. I think he's going to win. If I was to bet money, I would bet it on. Oh, no, that's a dumb bet. Eh, it's not a dumb bet, but plus 140. If you're going to bet Charles Olivier, you're fucking taken by sub. Because yeah, that's for sure. So, and you'll, then I you'll, think that's what I then have you'll probably get plus 220 or so if you pick, take him by sub. And if you pick the round... If he gonna do it, it's gonna be round one or two too. It's yeah, gonna be I think early. I sub round one for it's gonna be Oliveira. early. It's gonna be round two if he does it. So if you're gonna take Charles Olivier, sub round two, maybe round three, but round two, maybe round three. I doubt it though, because he'll have been taking a lot of damage at that point. So sub round two. If you're gonna take him, that'll probably get you a solid plus four or five hundred dollars, and that's the pick. If you're going for Charles Oliveira, if you're a gambling man, the pick to make for Charles Oliveira is sub and then just pick each specific round. Pick two rounds. Fuck it, you'll have enough plus money, and if you do it that way, to so I would do probably rounds two and three if I was a bet gambling man, because you probably get plus five hundred in each one. So you just gotta win one. It pays for both. So yeah, I'm really excited. And then dust and buy every other way. Knockout decision. Hedge your own bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see these fights. I'm also excited for at least this episode for sure. If you guys have any questions about nutrition, you know, or fitness, I think she's your lady. Um, I can't remember her Instagram. It's like Alisa Aesthetics or whatever, but I'll put it in the show notes there so you guys can check her out. She's very jacked. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> shredded. Shredded, yeah. It's more of the, I don't know. I don't know. When I think jacked, I think like uh, like Bob Sapp in his prime. Like, I think like 300 pounds of muscle. No. She's when I think shredded, that. I think like, you know, one 150. I don't know. I wonder how much she weighs on Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll ask her on the show. She probably is, has a weight class thing on her. If you looked it up, it's probably on there. 
I'm sure they have weight classes for. But if I had to get, I don't have no idea. It's hard to guess when people are just shredded how much they weigh. Yeah, I can't really tell. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have any nutrition questions about like fitness or how to get, you know, she could definitely tell you how to get into shape and what to eat and recipes and things like that. Um, so let me know. Uh, put it, you know, in a review. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. DM us on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook, TikTok, I've been on there pretty lately. Or weight cutting questions, too. Yeah, or weight cutting. She's really good at that, too, as well, because she had to cut weight for her competition that she was in. Yeah, but it's Elisa Aesthetics. It's her Instagram, E-Y-L-S-I-A-E-S-T-H-E-T-I-C-S. Let me see. Let me take a guess. We're looking at these pictures. Why do I think she could be weighing? She may put it in the comments how much she weighs. Man. Uh, how tall is she? I can't Not very tall. Not very tall. She looks tall in her pictures. Nobody's tall. I I don't think anyway, but... Man, I'm not sure because... I have no idea. I, I especially can't tell with ladies. I have no idea. And I may have like a picture of her in the cover art either for this episode or the next episode. I can never tell how much weighties even weigh anyway. So, <laughs> guess that weight. Yeah, everybody guess how much you think she weighs if you look up her page and then we'll ask her. Yeah, <laughs> we may do that. Look at those cannons in that picture. God damn. Her arms, yeah. And the one where she was had the dumbbells especially. Yeah, so I'll post that Not on that there. Not that one, the next one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, she's pretty pretty shredded. So, yeah, uh, we'll have that on there. Let us know if you have, have questions. And don't forget to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find us. And also, I'm thinking, let us know if we should have Michael back on the podcast. I think he's one of our best guests. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, he he can really come on. Well and he, um, have you asked him? Has he said he wanted to come on? I was thinking on? about asking him today because, you know, this next card, 269, is going to be really, really, really good. Well, we've already got a guest for next week. No, not the week next coming up after that. Because I think Font versus Aldo is this upcoming week. Yeah, Font versus Aldo. This weekend. 269, yeah. And then, to, so this upcoming next week will be the week before 269. Yeah. So yeah, we're, I want to have Michael on two sixty nine if he's free. It'd be post two sixty nine. Post sixty nine, yeah, or two sixty nine. It'd be afterwards. But yeah, uh, thank you guys for tuning in this week. We really you want his reaction. You, you want to have him pre Derek Lewis Dacus is what you want. Yeah, and I'm ready for Derek Lewis too. I like to watch him fight for sure. But yeah, thank you guys again for listening this week, and we appreciate you guys coming back every week. And you know, if you want us to DM anybody, any fighter, if you want to call out a fighter, like you are a fighter and you want someone else to fight you, you know, we'll DM them or whatever. <laughs> I actually DM'd a couple people. I DM Dana White, Habib, lots of people today <laughs> to offer my services as a judge. You know. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.